Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in this episode today, I'm going to touch on productivity tips and a bit of a different episode than usual. Uh, but the reason why I'm kind of going over some tips in terms of getting more out of your days and being a bit more productive is because if you can implement these tips, if you can kind of streamline your day, get more done in a shorter time frame, make yourself more efficient, what that's basically going to do is free up more time as a result and time is a important asset when it comes to improving your body composition more time means more time you can spend in the gym training it also means more time you can spend sleeping which we know is one of our main tools to recover is our sleep quantity as well as our quality and as well as that it means we can kind of dedicate more time to certain recovery modalities and doing things like hitting our steps or getting our cardio in while we're in a deficit while having lower stress because obviously if we feel like we're constantly rushing about on a daily basis and that's not going to do a lot of good for our well-being and as well as that it just kind of frees up more time as a result and if you have more free time when it comes to outside the gym it means it's going to be more sustainable what you're doing inside the gym so this will basically what I'm going over is going to include kind of things you can do throughout just your days and not even your days, your weeks to kind of, like I said, streamline them, make them more efficient. And the first one I'm going to go over, which is kind of productivity, kind of just part of having a good routine and something that ultimately is going to help your progress a lot, regardless if it allocates you more time, is having a sleep and wake time. I believe once you've got a sleep and wake time, the rest of your day can fall into place. And what I mean by that is if you've got a set time you go to bed, wake up, there'll be no guesswork when when you need to eat, when you'll need to get everything done by, and your day will flow much better. And what I mean by this is I consistently wake up at 7, go to sleep at 10. I know if I wake up at 7 and prep all my food for the day, carry out my morning routine, just things like weighing myself, hydrating, things like that, listen to a podcast, I know I can get all that done by around about 8, quarter past 8, so I can get that done before my first meal. Because if you're consistently waking up at different times, if I wake up, let's say, at 7 one day, the next day I sleep in until, let's say, maybe 11, and I've still got to get up the next day, or I've still got to go to bed at 10 because I'm getting up early, then that's just thrown off my whole day, and now I've basically missed two meals. I'm two meals behind by the time I actually wake up, which throws your whole day off, which means you, I know this is minute, this is maybe, it's not going to make a difference between, well, it can make a difference for sure, but it is a kind of smaller variable, but it means I can't get as much protein servings in throughout the day, which means I might not be able to build as much muscle and recover well, recovering well, short term, building muscle obviously over the long term. It's not like if you have two extra protein servings spaced out throughout a day, you are going to ultimately pack on a ton of muscle at once. That's not how it works. But if you kind of have the same sleep and wake time, the rest of your day falls into place and you'll be a lot more efficient. You'll feel better when you wake up. You'll have more energy when you wake up and you'll fall asleep easier. And it means like, see if you have like a sleep and wake time and you go to bed at like at a certain time, let's say that's 10 o'clock like myself, then like the later you stay up past 10, in my opinion, it's like, the the less productive you are it's like who is productive past 10 o'clock at night not a lot of individuals so the closer you can get to bed towards like 10 o'clock 
around about that time, probably the more productive you're going to be with your days and the better your days will be. And in terms of like another benefit of it is like I don't have to plan out when I'll eat my meals because if I'm getting up and going to bed at the exact same time, I, can, I know when to eat because it's the same every single day. If my sleep changes, I have to then plan out when I'll eat, which will just mean I've got another task to do in the day. So I think something super beneficial for your sleep quality as well, just due to your circadian rhythm, your body gets in the habit of going to bed, getting up at the same time, which promotes better sleep. I think it's super important just to have that sleep and wake time. And I think that's something that helps massively. And in terms of my next tip is to plan your days. So this will basically prevent you from wasting time. It will also remove a large element of stress from your days. If you, let's say, wake up and you just go about your day sporadically and you've got a ton of things to do, you don't know when you'll do it, you don't write anything down, you'll be so overwhelmed, you'll be so stressed from that. Uh, I write everything I do down on a planner and as a result it removes a large element of stress which basically it, like, it frees up my mind so I'm not having to consciously think about what I'm doing every single hour of the day so that's something I recommend massively and what I personally do myself is I'll write down what I'll do every half an hour of the day I'll also write down when I'll eat my meals I'll write down when I'll do my steps when I'll go to the gym etc so I'll have everything written down so I definitely know I'll get it done. So yeah, like I said, that will make you more productive because if you plan your days and write out what you'll do at each time, you realise how much time you're wasting, which is something that obviously we don't want uh, because you're like that's time where you could devote to sleeping better or actually relaxing at night uh, more or spending time with someone important, if that makes sense. So I think it also makes you a lot more likely to tick your boxes and... I'll just you to allowing you to know when you'll do them and something valuable as well see if you write everything down like almost like a checklist you write what you need to get down and then as you go through your day you cross it out that you can do this on like the notes app on your phone with check boxes or just write it down on a bit of paper but if you write down what you need to do tick it off as you go through your day it gives you a big sense of accomplishment it gives you that sense of dopamine so even though you might already be doing that task having something to visit or having like an actual cue to tick something or cross something out, I think helps massively, kind of put you in a good headspace and kind of makes you crave ticking more boxes in your day. So that's something I also recommend you do and something that's helped me a lot. And in terms of something else I do, this isn't something I was actually going to touch on, but at the end of my day, what I'll basically do is mind bank. What this basically is, is I'll write down everything that I've got to do tomorrow what that basically does is mean instead of all my thoughts being in my head, they're on a bit of paper so that I can actually get to sleep because you might experience sometimes you go to sleep and you think, oh, I've got to remember this, got to remember that. Instead, if you write it all down on your phone or a bit of paper, then it means that you won't kind of be stressing, you won't be up, you won't be falling, starting, you won't be struggling to fall asleep as a result of that. I personally like doing it on a bit of paper when it comes to planning my days. And planning what I'm doing tomorrow just because I find see if I write it down on my phone that's just another reason for me to pick up my phone and be on it uh, which I don't want which I try and avoid as much as I can and that will take me to a future point but next up is have a weekly shop so if you follow like some sort of meal plan or some sort of routine with your diet which I recommend doing if you care about your progress 
if you're completely winging your diet on a daily basis and you're you're not I don't think you're on the ball enough you shouldn't be doing so uh, just like anything else would you wing studying for exam nope would you wing maybe your driving test no so why would you wing like your diet like if something's important to you you plan it in and you make sure you have a you have structure there and with a weekly shop have ingredients list of what you need get it once a week this won't this will basically stop you from needing to run to the shop multiple times a week. It seems minor, but see if like, let's say, instead of going once a week, you go, let's say, four times a week or three times a week. Let's say it takes you, realistically, but by the time you drive to the shops, you walk around it, you're checking out, you drive home, maybe you're standing in a queue, and you maybe are looking at things in the shop, that could take 20 minutes each time. That's an hour a week you're spending in the shops. Whereas if you do so once a week, then you can spend maybe 20 minutes in the shop, 25 at a push, if that really. So it will basically save you not only petrol, time, and will mean you'll definitely have the food available because something that I believe stops people eating healthy is they go to, let's say, they, they don't have any food available, if that makes sense. Like how easy do you think it's going to be to, pick a poorer food choice if you've got nothing healthy in the house but you've got a load of poorer food choices it's going to be really easy to make a poor decision when it comes to your food however if your food if your house is stocked with healthy fruit and veg and other healthy foods and you don't have any unhealthy options in the house how likely are you going to be to reach for a healthy option probably aren't going to be that unlikely or probably aren't going to be that likely to reach for a healthy option sorry so yeah, it will just basically save you time, petrol, and make you choose better options and remove stress and improve adherence as a result of that. And in terms of my next tip, it's regarding phone use, which I think everyone, or not everyone, but the majority of individuals are guilty of, especially if you're under 30 and listen to this. And in terms of why I like to limit phone use is when you're on your phone, you're not you're not really productive, are you? I think you can waste a lot of time. So I personally have structure and guidelines when I go on social media. Obviously, I work through my phone through online coaching, so that's something that kind of obviously encourages me to go on my phone, have it on me. But what it says having let's say a set time where you go, you allow yourself to go on your phone, and you don't allow yourself to go on it. I think it's key. So personally, within the first hour of waking, I won't go anywhere near socials. Even after that, like I'll try and crack on and be up for two hours before I think about opening Instagram or anything like that. And if I post on my story, I'll open it, post and put it down straight away because like that's, that's precious time you're wasting in your morning. And people say they don't have time for the gym, but go on your phone, go on your settings, look at your screen time. What if you kind of got off your phone for that period? Could that allow you to get some training in? Could that allow you to even get a walk in or do something a bit more beneficial for your health and fitness goals rather than just sitting on your phone? I believe it definitely can. And I set guidelines not only in like the first hour on waking, but also like before bed. I try and, well, I don't try. I don't go on my phone or I go on my phone if I'm talking, like if I'm, phone and someone or that but I won't go on social media in the last hour until bed I'll basically check whatsapp check my if any clients have messaged that I've not replied to 
uh, if let's say they just sent a message at nine when my screen time sent went on and from there I'll get back to it if needed and then basically not check what's happened till the morning and the reason being is like I'd, I'd advise clients to have downtime and have time away from socials and work and I wouldn't recommend working up until then until bed so it makes sense to for me to do the same it wouldn't make sense for me to kind of do the opposite if that makes sense I'm not setting an example which I believe you should be doing as a coach and some tips you can use to kind of help you achieve those is if let's say you are always tempted to go on your phone don't keep it in your room or when you wake up set alarm clock and put your phone at the other side of the room so that you need to get out of bed to turn it off and you don't just pick it up and sit and scroll on your phone in bed I think that's the worst thing you can do to start your day and see if you get past like the first hour or two without your phone without socials you don't really crave going on them it's like at first like I'm like oh I could I want to check my phone I want to check my phone but then once it gets like two hours after I wake up sometimes three I'm not fussed like I don't care and I feel like I'm in a better headspace I'm less stressed and I feel like there's less racing thoughts going on in my head more clarity pretty much so yeah some things you can do to help you is also like putting screen time on in settings which basically sets you restrictions of when you use apps which can be good and as well as that you can potentially consider maybe just make just increasing the resistance to going on your phone so if let's say you are working from home or you're just at home and you don't want to go on your phone put it at the opposite end of the house the harder we can make a habit the less likely we are to do it what i mean by this is if let's say you are guilty for going on your phone what's going to make you more likely to go on your phone your phone literally in your pocket you hear it vibrating that every time it vibrates that's temptation to go on it or putting it at the opposite end of the house switched off and now although it's not that much effort now you think oh if i need to go on my phone i need to walk all the way downstairs i'll need to turn it on wait for it to turn on to actually use it so that's going to make you less likely to go on it believe it or not so yeah make sure you're limiting phone use it will also improve your sleep quality i remember hearing about a study that showed if you actually if you are using your phone i don't know if it was social media or what but phone use before bed can actually disrupt sleep quality because it stops you from switching off and there's also obviously blue light and bright lights on your phone which kind of impacts your sleep quality in a negative manner you want to ideally not expose yourself to much bright light pre-bed and that brings me to another tip if you have you what you can also do is put night shift mode on your phone which basically turns the screen a bit more of an orange color you can also do so on a laptop or computer which basically means the light isn't as kind of it doesn't have as much of a negative effect on your sleep quality and keeps you up and stop you producing melatonin pretty much so my next tip is meal prep so i think everyone should have some sort of structure with meal prepping regardless if they eat the same foods every day or not you should have some structure in place like if you if every time you go to eat you're prepping every meal from scratch you're making it very hard for yourself you're not making it very sustainable long term what i'd recommend doing is when it comes to your diet prep it all at one time so if you have time in the morning do so if you have time before bed do it before bed because if you're preparing one meal at a time and it's so inefficient whereas at night if you're prepping let's say let's say you prepare breakfast lunch and dinner or let's say even two meals and a snack or whatever while one's cooking and you're waiting on it you can actually start cooking the other and kind of get more done in a shorter period of the time for example same what i was saying regarding going to the shops if maybe it takes 10 minutes for you to cook a meal or you can 
maybe cook three and 15. Why not do the extra five minutes and cook two more and then be prepared for the day? And again, that will stop you reaching for purer food choices because you'll have them available. And what you can do is also like bulk cook some ingredients. So I cook all my protein sources in bulk, divide them up into wee bags, fire them in the freezer. And then when I want chicken, beef or salmon, which are my protein sources now that are meat based, I will then just take them out, consume them, or obviously I'll defrost them first. I won't eat them cold. That probably wouldn't be very pleasant. It would probably break your teeth, but I think you get the drift. And if you, let's say, don't have time or don't want to do it on a daily basis and spend your Sunday or whatever, maybe preparing some sort of food for the week, if that's a lunch for every day of the week, bang some in the freezer, bang some in the fridge. But I believe everyone should have some sort of method that works for them in their schedule of cooking food. And don't think you should just wing it. I don't think you should just kind of go about your day and sporadically eat and sporadically trying to find things that's stick to your calories it's like and it's also going to be more money like if you're eating out constantly buying foods out that are readily prepared regardless if they're convenient they're going to be probably not the best if you're trying to lose weight they're probably going to have ingredients in them that might skew your digestion if you're in a calorie surplus or bulking in other words something else that you could consider as well is like you might think it doesn't it takes time but how long do you spend like in a see if you go to mcdonald's drive through by the time you drive to McDonald's, you're in the queue, you're waiting for your food, you get your food, you drive home. How long is that taking you? That's probably the time you could prepare a meal, uh, definitely. So I don't think time's necessarily an issue when it comes to eating healthy, really. Could you maybe, could you save time in some manners? Yes, but you can also just buy, if you are really short in time, you can buy microwave meals that are going to be a better option than getting a Rustler's burger or having a pizza for dinner. So I don't think time's an excuse. And when it comes to like buying food, it's like if you're buying like a ready meal from a shop that's like a low calorie, high protein one, that's still going to be cheaper than having a takeaway. So I think time is a very, very poor, time and money, usually 90% of the time, 99% of the time, it's a really poor excuse when it comes to ticking your boxes because if there's a will, there's a way. And there's tons of ways you can make things cheaper and more sustainable in the long term, in my opinion. Like, if you go out for food as well, that's £20 down. My weekly shops are like 30 to £40 on a weekly basis. So that's that's a food, that's food for three and a half days out of the week. And obviously, I'll have some left over after that week as well. So you could argue it's even cheaper than that. But hope you've enjoyed the episode. Something a bit different than usual, but I think... When it comes to people who reach their fitness goals, they're not just productive when it comes to taking their sessions off. The people who reach their goals most effectively are productive in other areas of life. They are disciplined, they have good routine, they get up and go to bed at the same time. It's like the habits that you that you ideally want when it comes to improving your body composition are also the habits that will improve other aspects of your life. So it's super important to bear these in mind and put them in place because it's not only going to make you maybe have more muscle, have less body fat, but will also make you a better and more productive person, in my opinion. Giving you more time to hit your goals, have time left over to spend time with people important to you, or do other hobbies that are important to yourself. So hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you did, feel free to leave a rating and review. Let me know on Instagram, at The Improvement Podcast, or at Charlie J. Cuthbert. And of course, if you're listening, or I should say watching on YouTube, Feel free to subscribe, leave a like and leave a comment if you enjoyed the episode. Thanks very much for everyone who listened.